Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast for a better America with Frank. Or as some would say, for a better society. Um, the purpose of the podcast is to just talk about the things going on in our society today. And um, just also highlighting ways in which society can be better. And um, partially the vision for doing this was, in amongst my generation, um, it looked like the immediate self have gotten to um, lenient one way or the other and obviously they had incentives to do this because of the way in which viewership was attained and that's understandable but um i just wanted to do something that hey let's talk about our society let's talk about how we can make it better and things of that nature um within a lot of episodes uh solo we just talk about different issues and different topic and um as the year progresses hope to do some with some guests um, it's been a while. I've had one of the busiest summers of my life and I haven't recorded in a couple of months. I did, I think last month, um, but not a lot and not as frequently as I would like, but, um, I'm back on the swivel now and I hope to, um, do this more and to get this going. So thank you all. Welcome to the podcast. Um, it is early August, um, in the year 2022. We're still here. There isn't World War Three yet. So we're, we're grateful for that. Uh, there's just uh, some talks about that earlier this year. So, um, <laughs> hey, uh, the probability exists, but I don't think anyone predicted World War II properly. I would say John Maynard Keynes did, if you really read his work, um, because he wrote about economic consequences of peace, and he um, wrote about to so the English Parliament, Parliament at the time of how the actions against Germany would lead to a situation that eventually led to World War II. But um, I don't know how I got on that ch- tangent. But there is no World War III. Um, we hope not to see it. <laughs> and uh, uh, we hope the war in Ukraine ends. There's some peace talks that has happened over the last two months. And that would be what I would go over today, some of the stuff that happened over the last two months, and just cover um, some activities. I like to do these episodes where I said um, it's titled What Happened This Month and just focus on the summary of the month. Sometimes, especially in a legislative body at a federal level, it's it's very slow acting, so um, there isn't a lot to go over. But in the society, there is like a thousand things going on, so one, don't know what to cover, but um, for me, I'm focused on you know history, I'm focused on um, society, I'm focused on what makes us a better society, what makes us a worst or a not-so-good society, and um, the... Um, intermediate between that and then what makes us okay um so definitely want to get into it get into the episodes on what happened and uh, we'll go over june and july so um obviously um some things we don't want to get past sometimes there's so much happening that we don't get the opportunity to look at some of the good um in the month of june um early in the year the president announced the nomination of Ketanji Brown Jackson. Freaking great pick. Um, some of my peers were saying uh, he kind of sucks. So I guess this is what he has to do. But I was pretty clear that um, under this administration and under a Democratic president, the United States will, in fact, have um, its first black um, Supreme Court, a first woman black Supreme Court justice. And um, I'm honestly like, if you look at all of the women, especially black educated women throughout Amer- American history, um, boy, I could go down the list right now. And I should make a list about this at some point. Um, some of the innovations and contributions in the legal system, in um, the business world, in the es- and especially, especially in the education, 
and the human rights movement. I mean, it's just it's just great, especially civil rights. So it is it is just um it was about time to have um one Supreme Court justice. And if people were to make a case about qualifications, um I think from some of the research I gathered maybe Chief Justice John Robert and one other um Chief Justice in the United States and then I believe John Tyler who was also a Chief Justice and a president or something of that nature. In terms of resume, we're the only few that we're more qualified than she was. She had to be probably one of the top 10 qualified justices. Just look at her body of work and um, just the pedigree of education and training in the law that she has received. So um, she was definitely qualified for this position. And it is great that she did, in fact, um, be nominated for the Supreme Court Justice and to sit there. Um, also, in the month of June, the Supreme Court struck down the Roe v. Wade, which um, gave women the right to an abortion and um, moved it back to the states. And um, that definitely has caused a great deal of reaction amongst people. Um, it definitely shaped the landscape for the elections. But um, something that sometimes get, get overlooked about this is some, let's just say the left, see it as um, a political movement by the right and to some extent that is true but i was listening to people in the past they're like yeah this is not like the strongest footing of law um when it comes to rulings but um they are considered that, that is rule of the land and um when the right definitely worked very hard to get the right justices in there to overturn the ruling and a case in which one of the justices made, I believe it was um, Justice Gossage. Um, he talked about how the previous ruling had some political um, sentiments around it. Um, that could not be any more further from the truth. As a matter of fact, the justices that ruled in favor of Roe v. Wade, um, the ones that actually um, put it together, it was um, a 7-2 seven, a seven ruling. It was what we would consider conservative justices at that time. And, I mean, this is 50 years ago, so you could imagine conservatism compared to today. Um, and if you look at the crux of the argument of why they say that they had to rule this way, it, it appears and it is evident that they made the ruling based off the constitutional right of the woman. So it wasn't actually an idealistic or a political ruling. It, what looked like what happened now in June was that the overturning of Roe versus Wade is in fact a very political ruling because it seems like every single time the justices was being nominated, especially center right Republicans do in fact ask them what they think about this ruling. And um and that is just to get a measure to make sure that the ruling is not struck down because it's a big political um um, hot water. Um, so it looks like the fact that both right and left um, um, senators from different stripes tend to ask about this would tell me that there was some concern that this ruling would be struck down and it would be done in a political manner, which is exactly what happened. So if caught from 50 years ago, which is certainly way more conservative in terms of where society was back then, and caught from today thinking that they're overturning the ruling, 
it's very hard to make a case that um their ruling is not political or it's not um along the ideals. Nevertheless, Roe v. Wade was struck down and we are living on the consequences of that as some states make decisions on abortions throughout their states. Um, unfortunately, in the month of um, June, we had one of those shootings. And the thing with stories like this is when you see it happen, um, there is an there is an eagerness to react political. And I will say this. When someone walks into a school building and kills children, um, it's... It's better to recognize what has happened. Someone has walked into a building and have killed children violently. That's what have happened. Let's not. It's it's not that important to be pro gun or. I would say anti gun, but I could see where if you're anti gun, the crux of the argument is they would not have that to walk into a building and kill innocent children. Um, it was unfortunate. It was sad what happened to the family in the community of Uvalde in Texas. It was shameful to see the reactions of the state law enforcement, law enforcement officials they were involved. It was sad and despicable to see the involvement of the local um, police and auto law enforcement agencies they were involved. It was also more um, problematic to look at the reactions of the um, city's enforcement agency and just the city itself. Um, There was just a lack of accountability there was an attempt to intimidate groups and parents and the community people they were negatively impacted by this incident in a manner that is completely unacceptable and fortunately but also unfortunately um this helped create a momentum i think that was needed to pass gun legislation for the first time in a very long time and the gun legislation did something not all of what everyone wanted but it does help um slow down the time in which someone can just uh get a weapon it does close some loopholes Also, something that did not get talked about much when we have the gun conversation is the amount of domestic violence gun deaths that happen due to the amount of guns in um, people's home when one partner abuses the other, since called a boyfriend loophole or something of that nature. Um, the It was not an enforcement mechanism to get the guns out of the house. And it's been shown that, I mean, it's like, it's a pretty high number could have been 20 or more percent that when persons 
you know, engage in particular violent behavior and the gun staying at home, eventually the partner does in fact use the gun and um um do harm to the partner and statistically the number seems to be that it's male abusers doing it to female partners and they are using the gun in fact to shoot and um in a lot of cases kill the uh, female partners that they were abusing and um the data seems to be pretty sad on this and backs a lot of this up so some of that was addressed in this um the supreme court also after this past um month of june the supreme court ended the trump era remaining mexico program which um the crux of this was under the trump administration the administration walked in a way that i believe was against american law because some of the data seems to back some of the not data but just the way the law is written seems to back that out but again the the executive branch has a lot of power and leeway with immigration and what it did is um it would it would they, they did prevent some asylum seekers from entering the United States and they would leave them in Mexico so they could legally take them and leave them in Mexico. And um, what this did in a lot of cases, what it, it led to the deaths of um, lots of people that were seeking asylum, legitimate. It led to a lot of um, kidnapping. It led to a lot of rape. It led to a lot of violence done to these people. And um, it was one of the most despicable um, programs amongst all the terrible immigration programs from the previous administration but um the supreme court in fact the biden administration intended to um um end that program as, as promised and when they did um they were sued by some conservative states um which happens a lot on alabama texas and arizona sued the man pretty much whenever he even opened his mouth and said immigration there was a lawsuit um so so it seems that um, this has just happened under the Biden administration also. Um, Texas and in Arizona and Louisiana, again, hey, whenever the administration uh, does something, um, Alabama or the red states, eager to just sue and um, block any immigration. But this, the government in, in, um, in their defense continued to fight to end this program, the remaining Mexico program, which was a bad immigration policy. And um, the Supreme Court granted that and said they had the power and ability to do that, um, which is good. There was some ruling about a coach that was being restricted from being able to pray on the field. Um, I think a good part of our society is we want to make sure everyone has a right and a say in the way that we go about business and a coach being able to pray on the football field, honestly, regardless of your beliefs, he should have the right to do that, you know. And then I lean the other way on some of these issues, but hey, you know, if you want to be able to you know, live your life, he should be able to live his life. So that was another good ruling, I believe, from the um, Supreme Court. They also overturned the New York gun law that require a high burden of proof to be able to open carry. Um, I think New York has the right to make this law because they made this law based of you know many years of um gun laws that were similar and research and for some reason the car struck it down but that's that's just what happens sometimes um that was i think the big part of what happened in the month of june now we could all talk about what happened after that